Yeah, but you. So you WhatsApp me. So you hadn't actually finished your film. You WhatsApp me. Thank you. you Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. You not. You not out the woods yet. You still guilty. I got the rope right here. You guilty. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Lockdown Yard podcast with me, Ed, and me, Charles, where we discuss all things TV and film. We're not experts or people with deep industry knowledge. We're just fans having an open conversation in a group chat with you guys. See you in the lockdown yard, baby. All right, take two, take two. As I was saying before, <laughs> you owe me approximately one hour and 28 minutes of my time. Oh, how man. We're going to arrange a, like a, a direct debit or how do, you, how do you intend to pay me back for my time? Hmm? Hmm? Look at my face. Look at my face. Does it look like I care? Does it look like I care? Huh? Does it look like I care? <laughs> I don't care. You told me this film... Okay, it had me in the first half. So, by the way, guys, we're discussing a film called Kimmy. So, Kimmy, new, newly released, 2022, starring Zoe Kravitz, a.k.a. Catwoman, in the upcoming The Batman film next month. Whoop, hi. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi. And short synopsis, it's about... A girl who works in tech, so her job is, she works from home. It's quite relevant. She works from home, you know, due to COVID and you know, just the nature of her job. She's like a moderator for an Amazon Alexa kind of technology called Kimmy. Yeah. So she listens back to audio from the, from the devices and, you know, it just sorts out bugs and stuff. But she also suffers from severe agoraphobia. Which I hadn't even heard of before this film, even. Are you serious? I had not ever heard of agoraphobia. Wow. No, I knew about that from time. It's out there. It's real, man. Educational, then. This film's educational. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah there you go. We yeah. know now. But yeah, she suffers from severe agoraphobia, so she just never leaves her apartment. She just avoids people up close most of the time, so... But essentially, she wit- she witnesses, as it not sees in person or anything, but because of her job, she listens to all kinds of audio and she hears what sounds very much like a murder. And the film just follows her journey as she tries to ex- expose the truth. So I started watching it after Charles here. Yo, I don't like the bass in your voice, you know. You saying Charles with too much bass. Oh, how about this, man? I'm going to increase the bass. Hmm? Oh, damn. You sound like from my blood. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want either my time back or blood. <laughs> I can't you choose. Do... You decide. <laughs> I'll give you a thin neck and with my blood on it. How is it? That's who suffice. <laughs> damn. <laughs> no, but you... So you WhatsApp me. So you hadn't actually finished the film. You WhatsApp me. Thank you. you. Thank you about, for saying oh, that. Thank you hey, for saying hey, that. Nah, you not, you not out of the woods yet. You still guilty. I got the rope right here. You guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> nah. I you told me you appreciated the, I can read the, your exact words here, sir. Oh, let damn, the, he's got receipts. Let the courts bring up the evidence. Man. In your exact words. Yeah, you read them out. Yeah, I'm going to read it. You asked me. Have I heard of a film called Kimmy? To which I responded, yeah, I've seen a poster. And then you said, yeah, you started it yesterday night. You're going to finish it this morning. But so far, you're appreciating it. And you yeah. even quote the amount of time the film spans over. So one hour, 28 minutes. So I was like, yeah. oh, cool. 
Charles likes it, I'm gonna watch it. I said appreciate. It was on my radar as well. Okay, okay. So you know, it wasn't totally. You appreciate my fault. it means you like it. Man, I appreciate films while I'm watching them. If I haven't, if I haven't seen the ending, then I'd be like, oh wait, that was a big letdown. Look at Lost. It started out great, and I wouldn't say I liked Lost. Now I say I just appreciate it. All right, the defense has made a statement. Boom! To be fair, I was enjoying it. The first three quarters of this film, I was like, yep. "Yo, yep, yep, yep." This film is one underhyped, underrated, and this mm-hmm. is gonna, this is turning out to be a really, really good film. Yeah. Then that last act. There you oh, go. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord! That last act. And now we see eye to eye because we could talk about that last act. Yeah, it let just... down the whole film. I feel like the momentum <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> just went. I mean, without without going into spoilers, I know. It kind of seems like we're shitting on the film, but no, no, no. It's no. kind of I like. I mean, I was complaining at the start. I was suddenly like, I'm going to send Charles to jail or something. But I like the film. It's just that ending, man. It went. The film went from being very, very good to just decent at most. It's okay, mm. but that yeah. ending, man. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, it's man. just the, the the pacing was so good up to. You know, about 75% of the film, the mm-hmm. pacing was so good. And then... They just didn't stick the landing. Yeah, they, they did stick the landing. They just rushed it. And mm-hmm. then, I kid you not, the moment the film ended, I literally made the sound, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, I can actually... I can rub your seat, actually, because I remember what you messaged me. <laughs> you messaged me, and I just chuckled. <laughs> you said, like, um, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> that's gone so far I was, I was like, wait, this is how it ends. Yeah, that's what you said. That's what you said. I said those exact words. Exactly. That's exactly what you said. And I was just like, yeah, that's it. Literally. That's all, folks. <laughs> did, did, did you like it? <laughs> but honestly, man, uh, I, you know what? I know it seems, why do I have so much energy for this film, which is pretty low key, I guess, is probably what people are thinking. But I don't know. I just like, you know, these smaller films where you kind of discover them and you're like, oh, this is really good. And it was going so well. It was so close to being a really, really good film. And then, yeah, that ending. You should say, like, it is actually something, despite the fact that it didn't stick the landing, I'm glad that it was actually available for streaming because I wouldn't like to see this in the cinema. Like for that ending, oh I'd yeah, like no way. So we we saw this on streaming on HBO Max. So mm. it's not actually going to be out in the cinema, I don't think. For real, man. But honestly, I was just like, oh come on. I mean, the critics critics actually do like this one. But mm. you, do you remember my? Oh, this is my weekly Rotten Tomatoes rant. <laughs> so uh, if you're new here, I just I have an yeah. agenda against Rotten Tomatoes. In yeah, that, he fully does. Yeah, in that essentially. Whatever the critics hate, I seem to like. Whatever the um, critics like, I seem to dislike. And you'll be unsurprised to know that this film actually follows that rule. So Kimi is rated... Okay, so 88% is, re- is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 88% hmm. of critics like this film. And guess what? The audience, not so much. Hmm. It's a bit of a flop, according to the audience. Although... of audiences like it, which means technically more of the audience liked it than not, but 54% is far from fresh. Yeah, it's it's far. It's far. 
I haven't seen any reviews from anyone else, like, like YouTube or anything. But I'm gonna guess it's that ending. It's gonna, it's gonna be that ending. Obviously, ah oh, man. But apart from that, I, I feel like we just keep saying the ending, ending. Obviously, we can't talk about spoilers. But like, honestly, the first three quarters were yeah. really good. Yeah, really the, good. the sound design. I want to talk about yes. the sound design. Yes. The sound design was amazing. It reminded me of a quiet place. Mm. It, it kind of reminded me of a quiet place because when she goes to work and she just puts on her headphones all sound just goes like she's in space it sounds like mm. she's in space like there's just no noise honestly and it really helped portray the conditions she has the agoraphobia Mm-mm, definitely it's that kind of eerie sound isn't it it's really it's really cool yeah. and zoe kravitz was amazing man she's improved so much i remember mm-hmm. when i think about it in general i don't really remember zoe kravitz in that many projects since x-men you know what, that's fair. Because I think it was the first time I saw her. And that might be yeah. her first role. For me, that could have been her first role. Mm. It, was, it was the one where I definitely took notes of her. And I feel like she's there. Obviously, she's been, she's been busy since. But this is the first time I've seen her in like a proper lead role. Yeah, don't forget, she was also in Mad Max too. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah one of the wives. That's one, true. Of the, one of our favorite films. Come on. Mm. But this, in terms of her being a leading actress, this was the first time I've seen her like this. And she is a good actor. She's mm-hmm. really, really good. So I'm looking forward to obviously seeing her in Batman next month and just in future projects. But yes, yeah, sir. the first the first 75% of this film, really good. And then they just Game of Thrones us. So <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. What do we got next, man? It was the Oscars week. Oscars nomination week, I should say. So hey. <laughs> that's what we've been waiting for. Yeah, man. All awards season, you see nominations for all kinds of other awards. Uh, BAFTAs was the latest one. Now we have what is seen as the pinnacle. Even though, you know, it's always surrounded with controversy. People people try to, you know, downplay the Oscars saying, ah, people, not as many people watch it anymore. But it's still the most highly regarded award ceremony in the film industry, to be honest. Because when people get snubbed for Oscars... The sound, yeah. the noise that gets made compared to other award snubs, Ooh. it's just the it's, fans are not happy, mate. So let me let's just let's go through the categories real quick, real quick. I just say before I have not seen these noms, but you know who I'm rooting for the most. So I'm oh, hoping, yeah. I'm hoping I hear this name for sure. Well, I'll start with best picture. So best picture, mm-hmm. literally used to have about five films, but they doubled the number. So there's quite a few here. Pretty much all the films we've been kind of discussing. So you got Belfast, Coda, Don't okay. Look Up. Don't Look Up was a shock to me, mm. to be honest. It was very divisive, but it's there. You got Drive My Car, which I really need to watch because I'm hearing that is insanely good Japanese film. Okay, okay. Uh, you got Dune. You got King Richard. Whoop, whoop. Oh, okay. You got Charles's favorite film of the year, Licorice Pizza. <laughs> you can go to hell. <laughs> go you to go hell. to hell, man. <laughs> don't put that out there. I don't like that film. That's not my favorite. How? D- <sighs> I don't. Yo, I'm sorry. Calm down, my, please. My, my, my twist. <laughs> my twist. <laughs> got, what, what else has been nominated? Nightmare mm-hmm. Alley. Have you seen that? It's. I think it's. Out. I. I don't think. I, I don't think I've heard of that one actually. That's Guillermo del Toro's new film. Guillermo del Toro's new film. Okay. What's it about? Do you know? I do not. I'm going to read out a 
quick synopsis. It's like a so according to Wikipedia, it's a neo noir psychological thriller. Okay, yeah, very interesting. I like psychological thrillers. Oh, for sure, man. Power of the Dog, which I think could might win this category. To be honest, to be honest, yeah, I could. The more I think about that film, the more I think, yeah, that's Oscar bait right there. Yeah, it's, that's catch material. Actually, tell a lie. This this is probably a dark horse in many people's eyes, but the last film on the Best Picture nominees list is West Side Story. And mm. just in terms of being a very well-made film, this is definitely mm. a dark horse. Like, when I watched it, I was like, this is a properly well-made film. It's like, no weaknesses. It's just a well-made mm. film. It's just... Unfortunately, it came out during Spider-Man No Way Home and <laughs> didn't make oh. any money. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. Nothing else made money that month at all. Whoever released a film during that run, fools. Fools! Matrix. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we'll go, go to best actor category. So Javier Bardem in Being the Ricardos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I find? Do you ever find it weird when... There's a nomination for you know best actor from a film that's not even in the best picture list. Yeah, it's kind of like you're taking the best part out and like just put it on its own like thing, you know. Yeah, essentially telling oh your film sucks, but he was good though. We like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take <laughs> this, and you have that. Benedict Cumberbatch, he's definitely a front runner. Oh, this is a strong category, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll just read out the five names: Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield's mm-hmm. Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and mm-hmm. Denzel in The oh. Tragedy of Macbeth. Those are the five okay. names. One of these guys will be victorious. Damn. Fight to the death. <laughs> to the death. Yeah, man. Imagine if Will actually wins it. Oh, my days. Man, this would be the year. I feel like... Th- th- he's done good performances. He's done very bad performances. But this one, I think should at least earn him an Oscar, I think. Mm, I think so. I mean, I've seen three of these films, three of the films in the, the list I just read out. And honestly, Will is definitely in there. Yeah, I think he's got a good chance. I don't know if Denzel will win it for Macbeth. I don't know simply because I haven't seen it. I've seen it. It was kind of hard to get through because of all the Shakespeare, but it was... Very well acted. I thought I felt like the impact of every word, even though I didn't understand Shakespeare that much. But... Wait, so is it like that um, Romeo and Juliet film from the nineties where it was like, well, they use old kind of dialogue? Yeah, straight up. There's no, there's no English. Well, obviously, there's English, but it's not like easy to understand. It's like proper from the book of Shakespeare. Oh. The play. So we had what Denzel reading of Shakespeare in his American accent. Man, you don't know Shakespeare. He, he knows Shakespeare, bro. He knows. Denzel knows Shakespeare. He was reciting Shakespeare on like some interview I saw. No, I mean, what's he doing? What's he doing in English accent? No, he wasn't doing an English accent. Oh, thank goodness. Because my goodness. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> do you remember that film years ago when Denzel was first starting out? For Queen and Country, I think it was called. Oh Lord. Way back in the nineties, like nineteen eighties. Well, was a South African accent. Nah, he tried to do a Cockney. English accent. Oh Lord, I have to find that somewhere. I sent it to you. I sent it to you before, but it was a while ago. It was really bad, man. What? <laughs> Thank goodness that didn't define his career, and he just went on to do bigger and better things. Because it was a, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> oh Lord, that's so bad. 
So yeah, that covers the best actor, best actress awards. Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman being The Ricardos, and Christian Stewart, which I'd say surprised me for Spencer. Because do you remember I was telling you about how weird yeah. that the anime, that film is? Yeah. It's meant to be a biopic, and you told me it had visions. I'm like, nah. Yeah, it was really. Nah. The, the the Brits don't like this. They don't like the film. They don't <laughs> like it. The critics do because you know critics are just critics. But this category actually probably got the most noise for uh, what people see as a snub for a film. Charles, you watched Lady Gaga in The House of Gucci. Hmm. I okay. To be honest, I'm biased because okay, I can't say that because I haven't seen the film. I was gonna say switch. Kirsten Stewart out for um, for Lady Gaga, but that's mm. because I've seen House of Gucci and people keep telling me that Spencer is bad. I know I don't feel like yeah. watching it, so I can't really judge it. So I would switch them because I think Lady Gaga was all right compared mm. to what people keep telling me about Spencer. I don't know. Spencer was such a like it's not like a weird weird film. I was just like, mm, it's not really biopicy like I thought it was going to be. It's not gritty at all. Like, House of Gucci, as crazy as the acting was, <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> and also, to, in some parts, um, Lady Gaga as well. It was more grounded what you, than what you're telling me happened in Spencer, because there were no visions. Even though there was, like, a in the story, there's an actual psychic that influenced um, the, uh, Lady Gaga's character to do the murder. Even that story is based in fact. <laughs> That that it's not the same thing as a vision having sway over a bio. Nah, I'm sorry. I know, I know. I know. Honestly, I don't know who's gonna win this category because well, I've already seen two of these films: so Spencer and Being the Ricardos with Nicole Kidman. She was really good in that. She might actually grab it. She might. She might. I think so. But I need I to see so. the other three because I never heard of Parallel Mothers, Lost Daughter. I've seen posters of, and I've never heard of the eyes of. Tammy Faye at all but mm. more homework to do I guess um, moving on to best supporting actor Kieran Hines in Belfast still need to see Belfast Troy Kotzer in Coda need to see that okay. Jesse Plemons your man so Power of the Dog actually has two nominees for best supporting actor Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee huh. Cody Smith McPhee if it is going to be you know Going to Power of the Dog, it will obviously obviously be to Cody Smith McPhee. It's weird yeah. that they both got nominated from the same film. Though. Yeah, man. <laughs> There's so many good awkward. films in there. I'm like, come on. The, the academy is so weird sometimes. And mm. you have our man, the biggest hater in the MCU, J.K. Simmons, <laughs> nominated for being the Ricardo. So, okay. He was good in that. He was very good. He's such a good actor, man. Like, he can do he the whole John Jonah Jameson thing, but if you've seen Whiplash, this oh. guy has range, man. Bro. I mean, he's still mean, but he's super mean in that one. And Oh, he's on steroids, man. He makes J.J. Oh, Jameson look like Spider-Man's biggest fan, man. Ah, uh, listen. <laughs> That's such a, a funny comparison. <laughs> but it's true. This guy was just slapping someone up because he couldn't drum... In time, even though it's sounding in time. Are you rushing or dragging? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was rushing. 
gotta pick up the fucking tempo. Oh, in your face. In your face. You see the veins on his head. Pop oh. him, man. Uh, J.K. Simmons, fantastic actor, man. Legendary. I feel like he's one of those guys, again, I never really heard of him till Spider-Man 2. <laughs> till Spider-Man. Yeah, I think that's the same for me as well. Maybe a lot of people. Kind of a late bloomer kind of thing, but hey, it's just goes yeah. to show, keep grinding. Let's keep grinding. Um, or oh, you're going to be happy about this next one. This next You've oh. been campaigning yes. from the start yes. of the Sam Awards season. Even before there are any conversations, you're like, yo. So obviously, you're going to start off with Anjane Ellis. <laughs> I am rooting for her to get this Oscar. I don't even care. Okay, I know who else is going to be nominated roughly. I can guess one of them is going to be Power of Dog because we've been going on a roll so far and Oscars is predictable. Knew it. Knew it, didn't I? But I want her to win. I want it. I want her to win because she's been in this game for a while, man. So yeah, for real um, man. Talking about people who've been in the game for a while, you got Judy Dench as well for Belfast. Okay. You got Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. I will be so surprised if she wins that. Not because she wasn't good, but she wasn't really. She didn't really stand out too much to you. Not yeah. She not in in the I film. Think... Do you remember when Anne Hathaway? Oh, actually, do you remember when Anne Hathaway won for literally singing that one song in Les Mis? I dream, yeah. I dream. If she, if Ariana DeBose wins this, it will literally be for something like that. You know that song, America. So she did that essentially. It was it was such a great set piece, honestly. West Side Story. Definitely check it out if you can. And I last will. nominee is Jessie Buckley for Lost Daughter for mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actress. Not seeing that. Need to see it. So many categories here, but I'm literally just going to skip to... I'm going to do the Best Animated Feature Film and then yep, yep. Best Original Score. So, um, Can we also do Costume Design as well? I'm kind of interested. Oh, in yes, 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 yes. So Best Animated Feature Film, Encanto. Probably okay. will win that just because of the song. It was yep. just, it's just going to do a Frozen, man. We yeah, don't talk man. about Bruno. Mm-hmm. Flea? I've never even heard of Flea. What the hell is Flea? It's a Danish animated docudrama film. It's okay. a story of a man named Amin Nawabi who shares his hidden past for the first time of Flea in his country. Cool. Oh, it's got Riz Ahmed. It's got Riz okay. Ahmed and... Um, Oh, God, what am I... Lannister, Lannister, Lannister. Oh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, Jamie Lannister. Oh, Nicolaj something, right? Nikolai costa Waldo. Yes, yes. There you go, yeah. Um, it's got, we got Luca. I really enjoyed Luca, by the way. I thought it was a good film. I still haven't seen that. Uh, it's one of Pixar's, Pixar's latest outing. Um, we've got Mitchell's, The Mitchell's versus The Machines, mm-hmm. which I watched. I was like, yeah, it's a cool film. It's fun. And... Oh my days! Raya and the Last Dragon that was released like oh man. ages ago. It must have been in Jan because I've forgotten about that film. Yeah, it's been a while, man. But yeah, those are the five nominees. As I said, I think Encanto's got it. Yeah, Actually, the song is just gonna do it. And they'll do a Frozen. Next category: Best Original Score. We've got Don't Look Up. We've got Dune with Hans Zimmer. Rooting for Dune. You know what? I'm rooting for Dune as well, but Encanto's oh. here. Oh, don't 
And Kanto, now bear in mind, this isn't best. Or, there's a different category for best original song. So it's, best original score doesn't actually include the song. It's just okay. yeah, the yeah. theme theme music. So I still think Dune's a front runner, but I just hope the Academy voters didn't get confused. So yeah, man, know the difference. <laughs> it's your job. It's your job. It's your job. Yeah, Parallel Mothers with Alberto Iglesias, and lastly, The Power of the Dog by Johnny Greenwood. Literally only heard the first three, so don't look up Dune and Encanto. Don't look up. Did anything? Did any track stand out to you in that? I like from mm. a score. It didn't stand out to me. Not really. It wasn't bad. It was just not great. All right, best. You say makeup and hairstyling. Okay. <laughs> uh, costume and design. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, and oh, best boy. costume design. So I'll go. I'll go makeup and hairstyling. So coming to America officially. Oh, coming Lord. number two to America, obviously. Officially, Oscar-nominated film. I, okay, I said at the beginning I didn't read the nominations, but I did remember seeing that that got a film. The, that film got a nomination. I was like, "What the <laughs> hell for?" But when I think about it, that's the only thing it could get nominated for. Do you remember? Do you remember which DC film what actually won an Oscar for best makeup and hairstyling? Don't say it was One Woman. Nope, it was an even more bizarre one: Suicide Squad, the what David the- Ayer version. It won. For what best, the hell? And ever since, it's just been a running joke saying you can you can rag on that film all you want. It's an Oscar winning film. Doesn't uh, matter. No, no, don't talk about the category. This is an Oscar winning film. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that makes me feel so. Uh. So listen, if Coming to America wins it, I ain't gonna be mad. Even though Dune is in, Dune is nominated, so obviously Dune's gonna win. Yeah, Dune's that, gonna win. But I just find it cool. I just like it when you know people call your film terrible but then the people who actually worked on worked hard on it actually get recognized it's nice mm, okay that's a good point yeah yeah the, yeah the film wasn't great it was it's whatever but they worked hard on those costumes man they they look oh, good yeah. so shout Genuinely. out to them the eyes of tammy also nominated and house of gucci also mm. nominated that transformation sense, they did on jared leto <laughs> yeah that she is my life <laughs> <laughs> Gucci is my life. <laughs> and oh, best costume design. So obviously that's different to you know, best makeup and hairstyling because you know, mm. coming to America is not actually here. But you got Corella, which was actually also so. nominated for best makeup and hairstyling. I just missed that out. So Corella, yeah, that's a good nom. That's a good nom. Serrano. So that has Peter Dinklage. Um, not seen that. Neither have I. I think I don't think it's out properly yet. Um, Dune, mm-hmm. um, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. I think that's definitely, honestly, Dune's just gonna win these, you know, these other categories. So yeah, I think so. It's best cinematography. Dune's gonna have that. Best sound. Dune's gonna have that. All these technical awards. You remember Mad Max, just cleaning up, cleaning oh, up cleaning all these up. slide awards. Actually, sorry, I shouldn't say side the awards because they're all important, but you know, you get what I mean. Yeah, not the main trifecta awards. Like, yeah, I, I'm seeing Dune in literally every single one of these categories: like best sound, best production design, best cinematography, best makeup and hairstyling, best costume design, best film editing, best visual effects, 
Mm-hmm. Dude's just gonna clean up, yeah, and anything was... else would be a surprise, personally. So, yeah, Dean Sam was amazing. Proper man. Ah, remember <laughs> when we first watched that film? We were like, "What?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, technically, man. really good film. Yeah, and yeah, man. That's, I guess that pretty much covers the main body of the Oscar nominations. We're looking forward to watching it. We always stay up and watch it. Yeah, and we shall do again. Indeed, we shall. Did they shall. announce who the hosts were going to be yet? Or no? No, not yet. I don't think. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, sure, it'll be good anyway. But speaking of, so it was rumored that Tom Holland would be an Oscar nominee. Um, Oscar host, right? Indeed it was. And I just saw a film of his that came out very recently with my friend Jamal, who will be here in the lockdown yard to review it fully, but I will tell you that I have seen Uncharted. Yep. When the, when yeah. Jamal's here, I will have seen it as well, so we'll do a like, proper spoilery spoil it up. Okay. Spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. But yeah. Um, Give us your non-spoiler reaction review kind of thing. It was actually a very good film. I appreciate that film. I did. Um, I'm trying to not spoil it because I know when Jamal comes, I'm going to bring the same kind of energy. But like, it's really good. I, I didn't expect it to be as good. I had very low expectations going into it. I just wanted it to not... I just wanted to not suck because video game adaptations, they, they are very rarely good. I think we've said in this thing, in this part, like previously... Video game adaptations to film are more misses than hits, honestly. Yeah. But this this was good. It was good like Sonic was good, in my opinion. Like It was good. I'm, and that's all I can say until we talk about it with Jamal, because he's bursting. He's bursting. I can tell. He's listening to this right now, and he's bursting. <laughs> oh, it's coming, man. It's coming. Yeah. Um, I have two questions, I guess. Mm-hmm. The critics don't agree with you so far, but you already know... Me and critics is whatever. They're saying it's only fifty percent of critics like this film so far on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Again, me and critics, we just don't see eye to eye. So that just says to me that this film's a good film. <laughs> yeah. And two, I think I asked you before, but maybe it's a discussion point. But as some, and I can only ask this now because I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. As someone who I've never played Uncharted, I don't know a damn thing about Uncharted. The first thing I knew about Uncharted was the trailer I saw. And, you know, apparently the whole hanging out of the plane thing is a classic bit in Uncharted and stuff. My question is, as someone who knows, doesn't know squat about Uncharted, will I understand this film enough to appreciate it? Just like a yes or no kind of thing. Yes. I think okay. you can. So it, it caters to people who don't know about Uncharted. I'd say so, because it's not hard to understand where the story goes. It follows... You can see the video game like elements in it. Um, in terms of like the way the games progress, it does so in the film in a pretty good way. And cool. yeah, I'd say it's easy to understand. There's no lore. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll check it out. I literally just didn't have time at all this weekend, for opening weekend to see it, but I'm going to check it out. And yeah, I'm going to let you know. It'll be good to have you and Jamal's perspective as, you know, people who actually, who've actually played the game. And it'll be good to have my perspective as someone who's not played the game. And then we'll just, yeah, see what you think of the film. So, yeah. All right. I'll just say one last thing. 
this film, after watching it, it actually made me and Jamal want to play Uncharted straight away. Like, as soon as we go home, we're like, I want to play Uncharted now. Ooh. If that ain't an endorsement, I don't know what is, man. Listen, I'm just, I'm just happy that it's rare, but we've got a good video game film, according to you, so... Yeah, I think I'm the 50% that like it. Good, good, good. I didn't want to like play more combat as soon as I finished watching watching more combat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no way. The sad thing about that more combat film is it started so well with the whole sequence in the forest. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah, forest, that when that Kane Kano guy got introduced, I was like, oh, geez. Oh damn! Yeah. So we're going this way, huh? All right. <laughs> it sucks, man. But it is what it is. Bring on Sonic. I actually really enjoyed that first Sonic film. So mm. I think Jim Carrey was, he's actually found a really good role in uh, the Eggman. So Dr. Eggman. So yeah, he was definitely the right casting choice. A hundred percent. He just looks like he has fun with the role. So I'm looking forward to Sonic 2 with Knuckles, with Idris Elba. You think I need your power? Or something like that. Yeah, that's what you said. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> so... Opposite to the Oscars, we got the Razzie Awards. <laughs> so, ah, Razzie it. Awards, for anyone who doesn't know about them, literally the opposite of the Oscar. The Oscars celebrates the best of film. The Razzies, long name, the Golden Raspberry Awards, celebrates the worst of films. Celebrates it, it, a strong work. It's done amazing work in the past, and I hope it does it again today. Honestly, uh, what were the past ones that? What's the past one you can remember? What's the last one you can remember? Because mine just goes straight to Catwoman. <laughs> Listen, that Catwoman moment is probably the most <laughs> iconic moment of this damn awards. Because one, Halle Berry. So Halle Berry was nominated for horrendous performance. Oh, sorry, she wasn't actually. I you're probably going to sleep. Yo, yo, yes, yo, yes. yo, no, bro, she, no, no. She was not terrible as Catwoman herself. Oh my, gosh. oh my God. The film was horrendous. Halle Berry looked the part, was the part. Dude. Somewhat, dude, somewhat, yeah. somewhat. Dude, the grave is already pretty deep. You're ready to stop digging. <laughs> Just stop digging. I can save this. Wait, no. give me a chance. <laughs> You know what? Oh, I think it's because back then I just had a huge crush on Halle Berry. That's probably what it was, bro. Because yeah. if you watch that film again, like I did recently, you would not understand what you're saying right now. I, know, I haven't seen it for a while. and well, there's no, I, I don't intend to. You know what it was? It was probably that moment where you said, perfect, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> See, me doing it is cringe. Imagine her doing it in a bad film. Oh, jeez. You know what? Very few people have actually attended the the Razzies, obviously, for obvious reasons. <laughs> to accept but... the the war for the... <laughs> All right, yeah, go on. You know what? Ali Berry, she turned up um, to the Razzie Awards and she accepted her award for Worst Actress in Catwoman. And the thing is, she went with her award she won for the Oscar in her performance for Monster Ball the previous year. So she was, she was just holding her Oscar as she accepted the Razzie. And that's probably the most iconic moment this this ceremony has ever had. When we had Sandra Bullock, she attended. She attended for um, uh, All About Steve. I don't know if you ever watched that film. All About Steve. It had, it had, yeah, it's like American comedy. No, not rom-com, just like comedy film. 
we had Bradley Cooper, but yeah, she she turned up to it. But the very next night, so the Razzies are uh, always held the night before the Oscars, and yeah. imagine the next night she won an Oscar for for Best Actress in the Blind Side. All right, best of both worlds. Mm. So she definitely knew she was like a favorite. She must have known she was she was nominated for an Oscar. So it's like you know, I'm just gonna turn up to these damn Razzies for Bents. <laughs> Mate, the last so The Rock actually got nominated <laughs> for a Razzie for his performance. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne, why? Guess guess what film it was for? And the no, Scorpion it wasn't King. the Tooth Fairy. The Scorpion King. Pacifier. Nope. nope. Uh uh what other crappy films has the rock done? Uh, I'll give you a clue, it had Zach Efron. Baywatch! Yep, he was nominated for Oh Baywatch. god. He earns that Razzie. Mm. That film was <laughs> terrible. I that hate stunk. that film. God damn, that film stunk, man. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good. But yeah, this year's Razzies, I think, so this year they actually created a new category for Bruce Willis. <laughs> what? Uh, yes. What? What's the new category? Mate, I just saw this one category of a load of, it's like a, the equivalent of what will be a lifetime achievement award, but for for Bruce Willis, just because there's this thing been going around where Bruce Willis has essentially given up on acting. Like his performances are so damn uninspiring. He just shows up. It's almost like yeah, just here, just give me my money, man. In fact, let me just read out the worst films. So worst worst picture. Diana the musical. Haven't seen that. Infinite. Haven't seen that. Karen. Karen, I haven't <laughs> seen, but is that that? F- Wait, is that <laughs> is that that Karen film with the nightmare next door? Name? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh no, nah, I forgot about. I completely forgot about that film till now. <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, no way. What's it called? Literally, it's it's the story of a Karen. What next door Karen? Yeah, it's the typical. It's a reference to the typical American. Karen stereotype, where she just moves in and just makes life hell for her neighbours. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> I'm actually intrigued to watch that. It's Me too. Um, you got Space Jam, obviously. God. There you go. And you got <laughs> The Woman in the Window. Heard of that? Mm-mm. Oh man. It had Amy Adams. Wait, how is this? What? Let me just read out the cast and you'll be like, how is this film in this category? And you're probably going to gasp with each name. So here goes. Go for it. Amy Adams. Gary Oldman. Anthony Mackie. Julianne Moore. The? Brian Tyree Henry. What the hell? Jennifer Jason Lee. These are huge names. All thespians in their own right. What are they doing in this film? (laughs) What in the upside down is happening here? What is that? One second. I'm going to... What is the synopsis? I'm actually intrigued. How do you... This is like like football reference here, real quick. This is like my my team, Manchester United, where we have the players and the goods, the money and everything, but the team just sucks. This is the equivalent. (laughs) I get sports now. (laughs) By the way, mad coincidence, but this is also about an agoraphobic person. So the synopsis, or quick summary, is 
It's about an agoraphobic doctor. Anna Fox witnesses something she shouldn't. My days. That's another, it's literally the same thing. Anyway, agoraphobic well, doctor be. Anna Fox witnesses something she shouldn't whilst keeping tabs on the Russell family. The seemingly picture-perfect clan that lives across the way. That's just, a, that's the plot. Mm, I mean, okay. It doesn't sound too interesting. But I'm just, how can you fumble that cast? Nah, one Still. second. Let me just do it. It's, is it a thing where Rotten Tomatoes... No, even the audience don't like it. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> When the critics and the audience unite, yes. you know it's, it's a shit film. It came together like the Megazords. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually intrigued to watch that just to see how on earth... How on earth you fumbled that cast? I don't All know, those man. names I read of potential Oscar winners in their own right. Oh, big time. How? Mate, he even had Wyatt Russell from flipping Captain America. No, the Winter Soldier in the Falcon. Or the other way around. Jeez. The Falcon Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually intrigued. So, yeah, that I guess that completes the worst picture nominations. We've got... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> worst actor, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna accept it either way, though he has to. Nah, he ain't even gonna show up, man. He's not nah, he should show up. show up for the bench. Do it, LeBron. Oh my goodness! I'm not gonna bother reading the rest of the names in that category, but I'm gonna go to the worst supporting actor. Okay. <laughs> Jared Leto. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Wait, Ben Affleck. In the in last what? duel, have you seen that? Mm, by the way, yeah, I've seen that. I, I don't know if it okay. I don't know if it deserves a Razzie. Yeah, that's. Mm, I've seen it. I don't think it deserves a Razzie either. That one's a, it's a bit of a miss. Yeah, and it was an award. Worst supporting actress. We've got Amy Adams here, and it's not even for that film. Mm. It's for What's a different the... one called Dear Evan Hansen. It's a oh. coming coming of age drama film. But yeah. I'm just shocked because Amy Adams is one of the... You see, last week we said, you know, which actor do we think is missing an Oscar, even though they've just yeah. been amazing. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams is the actress version. Yeah, yeah, we agreed on that. So I'm surprised to see her here. How, wait, she's got two, two nominations, one for Worst Actress in The Woman in the Window and another for Worst Supporting Actress in Dear Evan Hansen. Someone was hard hating on her this year. Oh, big time! Someone have a debtor out against her, man. Damn, man! Maybe she piss off, isn't it? Well, maybe someone likes her and really wanted to get arrested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my days! Nah, there, there's some funny categories here. You know, they got worst screen combo. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> so they've got <laughs> they've got LeBron James and any Warner cartoon character. He dribbles wow. on. That's a worst screen combo nomination. You've got that cannot be serious. <laughs> yeah, you got Jared Leto, and either his seventeen pound latex face, his geeky mm-hmm. clothes, or his ridiculous accent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got wait, Tom and Jerry. That's it. They said there's Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that. Worst on screen combo. What? Wait, maybe the oh, film was bad. Yeah, the film must have been bad. Yeah. That must have been bad because 
these Looney Tunes are um, boomerang air shows are missing, man, with the films. <laughs> man, for real, it doesn't translate well anymore. <laughs> don't translate well at all. But yeah, man, I, I've never ever watched the Razzies. I don't even think it's like televised like that or anything. But yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what I think of these awards. Yeah, it's funny as long as like the, the actors don't take it to heart. Oh no, don't take it to heart. Nah. Because the, the big actors definitely won't give a damn about these. But if you're like starting off in your career and you're seeing you're being nominated for Razzies, mm-hmm. you'll be like, damn. But then again, what's the saying? Any press, all press is good press or something like that. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So, hey, they might be calling you bad for being in a film in the Razzies, but at least they're calling. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, like... Captain Jack Sparrow said, but you have heard of me, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was literally thinking of that quote. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my so you might be the worst pirate I've ever heard of, but you have heard of me. <laughs> that's what the Razzies is. That's the spirit of the Razzies. That's right. Okay, so a new trailer dropped for Jordan Peele's next project called Nope. Nope. I, I actually really loved the trailer. Because that is how you do a trailer. It told me almost nothing, but gave me more than the teaser did. Like, it made me mysterious. I'm genuinely intrigued to find out what this film is about more than I am to just see a Jordan P film. Like, like, I really like this trailer, how much it actually showed. I agree. If anyone ever wants to know how to do a perfect teaser trailer, this. This. This is the blueprint. Because it told you nothing and everything you needed to go watch this film. Honestly, like you, you in the trailer, they were all it all. It seemed like they were all looking up to the sky, and mm-hmm. we didn't get a clue about what was in the sky whatsoever. So that just led to the suspense. It felt like we we were being asked to look up at the sky and just wonder what the hell this film's about. What are you looking at? It was really good, man. The yeah. only synopsis we have, literally. It just follows residents of an isolated town who witness a mysterious and abnormal event. Mm. All right. We got to theorize, bro. You and me. Let's do this. Because we need to theorize what this could be. My stupid self is thinking it's a killer cloud. I don't know why. Because that cloud. Because the poster looks like a cloud and there's a kite string coming out of it. I don't know. I don't trust clouds. <laughs> the horses That's... thing, though. What was the horses thing about? I don't know. Well, right now it's complete guesses. It's complete oh, yeah. guesses because it, it started off with you know um, a bit of a history lesson um, with black-owned horse trainers mm-hmm. in Hollywood, I think it was. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like the horses are like used to like sense the the, the danger. I don't know something like that, but nothing like that. But the cast looks interesting enough as mm. it is. Um, you got what Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer, yeah. who's just booked and busy right now. There's this joke going around that she's just always working. <laughs> she, she stays on the grind. Kiki Palmer, who's in the trailer for the next uh, trailer we're going to talk about after this one. So, eye on that. Yeah, but Kiki Palmer, you've got Daniel Kaluuya, who's, you know, he's just building up the bond with Jordan Peele, which is nice yep. to see. you got yep, yep. our guy, Glenn, a.k.a. Stephen Yoon. Stephen Yoon. In the cowboy hat. The main three, yeah. Looking forward to this film. This mm-hmm. this trailer was just a, yep. <laughs> the trailer's called Nope, but I was like, yep. 
There was a part in the trailer where Kiki Palmer's like, nah, 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 nah. I was like, you could have yeah, said, nope, she did nope, say, nope, nope. I was like, nah. <laughs> we got, we got that was like a tease, wasn't it? Nah. <laughs> but that's more natural to say as well. I think that's also a natural thing to say as well. Like, I would say that. If I saw something super natural, I'd be like, I wouldn't say, nope, nope, nope. I could say, mm. nah, 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 nah. They, they, <laughs> nah. I think you say, nah, 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 if it's more urgent. But if you got time yeah. to assess the situation and you're like, nope, <laughs> that's what it. That's what it is. <laughs> if if the thing's happening right in front of you, you're like, nah, I'm <laughs> gone. <laughs> that's what exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, hell no. Nah. nah, nah. It's like when something's closely approaching you, like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I I really enjoyed Get Out. I thought us didn't make any damn sense, but I like the performances from especially um Lupita. Nice um, so I'm looking forward to the next one. I mean, very quickly, what did you actually think of us? Because I know you, you like Get Out. Mm. Us just didn't make any damn sense, man. <laughs> I appreciate us. I keep saying appreciate us the way to get out of saying how I like us. <laughs> um I liked us. I did like us. Um I it got it. It makes sense, man. It made sense to me. <laughs> Nah, what did it make like, sense to you? Everything. <laughs> what do you mean? Nah, don't just say everything. Like, uh, what didn't you understand? I'll, I'll get into it another day, but I just, <laughs> it didn't make sense. You know, the, the, near the end when she was mirroring the actions on the surf, underneath. Yeah. I was just like, what? I, uh, it just didn't make sense. I, I didn't get it, man. But uh, I appreciate the the actual filmmaking of it. It's just well made, but yeah, I just didn't get it. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. You can watch it again and get it then for the next episode because I'm going to quiz you. Oh no, no! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So as mentioned, Kiki Palmer is booked and busy, and she's in another project. We saw mm-hmm. the trailer. Yep, and very interested. I'm interested too. So it's called Alice. So Alice, quick, you know, summary of the plot. Alice, an enslaved person, he's yearning for freedom on a Georgia plantation, escapes through the woods and stumbles through time into the year 1973. After she meets a delusioned political activist, she confronts the lies that kept her enslaved. And I found out this was actually, uh, you know, in the trailer it says based on a true story, but Nah. I read the article that this was actually someone's story in that there were some states in America who continued slavery well after it was abolished. And they just didn't tell they didn't tell the slaves they were free. They just kept going with it. Well into oh, yeah. the 1900s. Oh yeah, big time. I, I was like, a... what? Yeah, that's history. That blows my mind. Nah, they kept on doing it like, nah, you're not, you're, you're not free. Nothing's changed. Like they, yeah, that's a fact, man. Christ, I just googled it, and the critics already got their their hands on this one. Mm. Ooh, God! All right, boy, oh boy. there's a good news and bad news. I'll start with the good news. Just remember mm. my rule for Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that's the good news. The bad news is, is on twenty three percent. Twenty three percent. So yeah. Hmm. And yeah, I think I've mentioned my rule on you know films of this nature. 
it's just the black struggle when it, it just deals with traumatic events in the past. I tend to avoid them. Yeah, you don't really. I've seen enough, man. I, Twelve years of slave was it for me? I just, I was just yeah. like, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry, I'm done. But I'm quite interested to hear this, just to see the story play out. So I might, yeah. I might break my one rule. Yeah, man, break that one rule. <laughs> that's why I sent you the trailer. I was like, I know you. I know how you don't like to, because you didn't watch um, was it Judas and the I Black didn't, Messiah? Man, I really wanted yeah. to because I, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm sure the performances were really good, but I'm sorry, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, but this, I thought, you know what? Maybe this could, you could watch this. I think it's tickle me fancy. Okay, tickle me fancy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess. But I just found the story interesting and I'm going to, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. We'll definitely chop it up. Next bit, the final bit of today's episode. We're Mm -hmm. just going to talk about a few pet peeves, a few movie tropes that just piss us off. Oh, you go man, first, I can't man. Wait. Give me, give me one troop or two, if you, if you like, one at least. One thing oh. that you just hate that movies do. I hate when a film expositions so hard that just derives from the whole story and the pace and the acting. Like you tell me the plot points in clear detail. Like you're looking at me. You might be looking at me saying, "So this is where the plot is going," even though I just saw it just happen like five seconds ago. I'm like, he shut the door. Of course he shut the door. I just saw him shut the door. But that's a very stupid example. But like when they over-explain the plot of a film, mm. it just takes me out of it so hard, man. It's like they're treating you like we're stupid. Yeah. I respect film. I love films that respect the audience. Like they don't have to explain too much. You can just kind of piece things together. A good film that does that. I'd say Memento. Wait, I'd say all Christopher Nolan films. All yeah. Nolan respects as much... He confuses the hell out of me with his films, but that's testament to how much he respects the audience to think because he's not going to hand it to you on the plate. Exactly. He does obviously explain bits and pieces throughout the the film when they're in the stages in, like, say, Inception. I'm thinking about Inception. Like, when they're in the dreams and they're going layer by layer. That exposition is done right because it helps. That's natural communication between the team in the film. That makes sense. It's not like, we're going to go even deeper now. This is where it gets the most dangerous, or or blah 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 blah. Like it, it, it doesn't do too much of that. They know that already. You know what I mean? I hear you. It's very irritating. I'm trying to think of an. Ex- There's so many examples, but example off the top of my head, the rise of Skywalker. Oh my god! That film was terrible, by the way. But mm-hmm. it was trying to do so much. It was trying to mini or soft retcon the previous uh, film in the franchise, the previous installment, The Last Jedi. But it just tried to do too much. And it was like, Ray is a Palpatine, by the way, guys. Hint, hint. Ray is a Palpatine. Hey, guys, Ray is a Palpatine. Look, she's got the same powers. Mm -hmm. And then they hit that. When they hit the nail on the head at the end, it's like uh, when Palpatine was literally saying it. I was just like, oh my goodness. Or was it Snoke who said it? I don't remember. Honestly, it was just, yeah, screw this. Yeah, I just hate that. That's one of my tropes, man. Well, what about yours? What's one of yours? Mine is when a character just does something that's completely out of character. Let me explain. They'll <laughs> go through a film being a certain way and there won't be any groundwork for them to suddenly do, to do something suddenly that, happens in the film so like something gets cut in between that time yeah doing, yeah 
sometimes they'll try to cheaply fit something in like in spider-man no way home when the whole ned having power Ned, you know being a magician yeah. saying oh magic's always running my family no no you're not no. doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's a good point honestly the thing that prompted me to do our movie tropes are our pet peeves <clears throat> was kimmy so oh, was he watched that and as i said dory kravitz's character was very timid to herself didn't like being around people the whole agoraphobia thing fine then like this is this is a bit of a spoiler isn't it at the end she exhibits some behaviors which are like nope i ain't buying that mm-hmm. and the way she reacts to it i'm like nope 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 i ain't buying that that does not fall into character at it all. doesn't she's so out of From character by seen. the end yeah yeah okay you get what i, I mean right? yeah, yeah 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 that I mean that kind of that kind of reminds me of um falcon and the winter soldier but this is real, this is because of um obviously covid production being um the production problems with covid when mm. john walker's character went from i'm gonna bash your head in with this shield um sam wilson to butting up with buddy with um bucky in uh, yeah. in the last episode but that was because something got cut obviously and there was no time to like shoot probably scenes where he had like redemption or whatever but i i guess that's kind of what you mean like just completely out of character honestly man and i think this trope kind of falls into the same category where it classic example avengers yeah, that's the that's the, <laughs> that's the thing, Cap. Or what he said, whatever he said, I'm always angry when the situation when it suits the situation for the character to suddenly be at one with a certain mm. power or a part of themselves. Yeah, where the yeah. whole damn film struggling, and we haven't even seen them working on themselves or anything. But boom, all of a sudden they've got it. They're masters. Uh, I'm just like, oh. I know, but they've they've started to even they've even called out that trope in in other Marvel films. So I can remember in Thor Ragnarok when Hulk jumped out of that that plane and landed on the bridge. Normally you would be like you would probably transform in midair, but no, I just landed on there for a comical joke. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But yeah, it did it did irritate. Me. It was a great, it was a nice moment. You know, he punched the Shatari thing, but stuff like that just annoys me. Where it just ambushes you out of nowhere. You're like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. Wasn't really given any backstory, but I guess we're just going with it because we're, we're in the final act. <laughs> so, yeah. Got no time. Got to wrap this up. Exactly. Speaking of, I think we're done today. Yeah, I'd say that we are. So, until next time, we are out. Peace.